Hallelujah. Can we give God a hand clap of praise? I believe the Lord is pleased with our worship. I pray that the hearts of your people have been tilled and that we are prepared now for the word. If you could, just stand to your feet. I want you to grab your Bibles. It's so good to see many of you in the house of the Lord. I want you to go to Psalm chapter 37 for me. Psalm chapter 37. And I want us to look at verse number 23. Just one verse of scripture. The Old Testament book of Psalm. I want us to look at chapter 37. If you don't have your Bibles, it should be on the screen. The Bible says that the steps of a good man, somebody say a good man, are ordered by the Lord. You can only be good if your steps are ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his way. Steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his way. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to I share this disclaimer uh, before I jump into my sermon on this morning. I, I want you to understand that our church is in a critical season of its life. We're in a critical season of our life. And I need you to understand that I'd never do anything uh, by happen chance or anything that I feel is good. But I try to move by way of the spirit. So I'm saying that to say that our hearts need to be attentive to all that God is trying to tell us in this season. And one of the critical areas where I believe that the Lord is trying to move us is to a place of order. Somebody say order. And not only is God trying to move us to a place of order, notice this, you'll never be in a place of order without character. Somebody say character. So over these next few months in June and July, we're going to be focusing on the fruit of the spirit. We can't put things in order if we don't have the fruit of the spirit. So I need us to be attentive to our poor groups over these next few months. And I need us to be attentive to Bible studies starting this Thursday at 7 p.m. If you can't watch live, I need you to watch the replay. Pastor Cole will be kicking off a critical series called um, Summer Diet. We're going to be talking about and examining the fruit of the spirit. And on Sundays, I'm going to be talking about order. Somebody say order again. And here's what I need us to understand. One of the reasons why much of what has been ordained for our lives has remained unfulfilled is because many of our lives lack order. It's not the prophecy, it's not the prayer, it's not how much you sow, but it's order. God is requiring order from many believers. And watch this, many believers go into the grave with stuff that has been ordained for their lives, all because they did not have somebody shout order. And I, and, I, and I want y'all to see this. I don't say anything that's not in the text. This is why Paul declared in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 40, he says, let all things, somebody shout, shout all, be done decently and in order because the fulfillment of all things ordained by God requires order. I, we've got to have order in our lives. I don't care how anointed you are. I don't care how what title you have. If you have no order, then some things that God has ordained for your life will remain unfulfilled. 
unfulfilled. So that means when we fail to see the promise of God fulfilled in our lives, one of the things we must ask ourselves is, are there areas in our lives that we failed to have order? I know you prayed about that man and I know you thought you was going to receive that man, but you need to ask yourself, do I have some level of disorder in my life? God is looking for order. And here's the sad reality. Many believers like to declare that they want all that God has for them, but many believers don't love order. We want to live our life any kind of way, and we don't like order. And how do I know? Because this revelation is reflective in the lives of many believers. This is how I know a lot of us operate in disorder. Some of the folk you know, some of the folk that are prayer warriors operate still in disorder. The debt is not the devil. It's because of your lack of order. Many of us are in debt, not because God ain't give us a way to watch this make wealth. It's because you have no order. And hear this. The disease is not the devil. It's because of your lack of order. Many of us got high blood pressure, diabetes. We all stressed out because we have a lack of order. And watch this. The dysfunction in our lives is not the devil. It's because of our lack of order. Somebody say, I need order. So maybe the reason you have not seen the fulfillment of all that God wants to do in your life is not because of your lack. Watch this, your lack of agreement, not because of your your lack of access, not because of your lack of anointing, is because of your lack of order. I've seen some most, uh, uh, some anointed folk that can't get what God has called for their lives because they have no order. And God is not going to watch this blessed disorder. Many of us want God to bless stuff in our lives and we, we operate in disorder. And here's a word of wisdom. Some believers, I'm going to say this, this is for y'all deep religious folk, need to stop wasting all that oil and get you some order. Yes, I may not like this, but we've got too many believers that are deep and still dysfunctional because they have no order in their lives. You watch this. Y'all know the folk that like to use the oil for the dead. They like to use the oil for the disease. They're going to put the oil on all over the place because of the dysfunction when really what you need to do is get order in your life. Much of what we blame on the devil is not the devil. It's because we operate, watch this, in disorder. Oh, Lord, some of y'all blaming the devil and the devil just saying, no, baby, that's your disorder. So go clean up all that oil and set your house in order. Because for many, your lack of order will always be an obstacle to the things that God wants to do in your life. And hear this, God doesn't need more anointed people. He needs more believers that will abide in order. And this is why throughout the scripture, we see the Lord admonishing believers to set their house in order. Uh, We see this in 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 1. He says, set your house in order. We see this in 2 Chronicles chapter 8, verse 16. The Lord says, set your house in order. And then we see this in 2 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 35. Set your house in order. And this is why it's so critical for the life of every believer. Watch this, to be established by order, to be engaged in order, and that our lives should be evident of order. Oh, tell your neighbor, even the pastor trying to get his life in order. I'm trying to get my life in order, y'all, because order is necessary. Therefore, throughout this series, we'll endeavor to set our houses in order. But for the purposes of this series, I need us to get, I need to give us a working definition of order. So if you're taking notes, I need us to take notes over the course of these next few months because it's going to be critical for what God is going to do in your, your life next. 
When I speak of order, we're speaking, watch this, of God's discipline. We've got to ask ourselves, what area in my life do I lack God's discipline? What area do I lack God's direction? And watch this, what area in my life do I lack God's design? Not what you think it should look like, but what God says it should look like. Somebody say, that's order. Everything that God has purposed for our lives must also, watch this, always accompany, watch this, it should always accompany God's discipline, God's um, uh, um, direction, and God's design for our lives. Whenever God calls you to something, watch this, you don't need the money. It's not about the money, it's not about who you know, but you've got to make sure that as you proceed in this journey, do I have God's discipline for what he's saying over my life? Do I have God's direction for what he's saying over my life? And now, watch this, do I even have God's design for what he's saying over my life? Somebody say again, that's order. So as I speak of order, we've got to keep those things in mind. Therefore, throughout this series, we'll examine the doctrine of order. I want to talk about what that really means, the deeds of order, and I'm going to talk about the design of order. Yet this morning, I want to examine why we must have a desire for order. I think I've laid the foundation just a bit, but I believe Psalm 37 gives us a greater context as to why, as believers, we should have a desire for order. Yet before I examine our text, I I think it's important to note that your peace in God is dependent upon your order in God. Uh, Did y'all hear what I just said? This is why prior to verse 23 in our text, we find David admonishing readers to fret not and trust in the Lord. If you look at Psalm 37 in context, you'll see throughout that that text that David will say, fret not. We see this in verse 1. We see this in verse 3, we see this in verse 5, 7, 8, and 9, and so on and so forth. And then we find David in verse 23 saying, this man that will fret not and trust in God is a man of order. So in other words, David was saying that peace in the life of a believer is found found when order is present. And here's how I know, don't believe me. Examine any man whose life is void of peace, and I promise you that life is also void of order. Many of us wonder why we don't have a level of peace and maybe it's because we don't have any order in our life. Any man who wants peace needs order. If you want peace, you got to have order. Tell your neighbor, if you want to have peace, you got to have order. Order is the foundation for, for the peace of God. So that, that, that should right there should make you want to desire the order of God. Just I, I just need peace. Even if I don't get the promise of God, I at least want the peace of God. I'd rather take that. I don't know about y'all, but I'll take that. So hear this. Let's examine our text. I want us to look at verse number 23. Notice what the Bible says. The Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered. I want us to stop right there. God's assessment of a believer is determined by their ability to abide in order. God, watch this. Y'all, I need y'all to catch this. God assesses every believer by their ability to abide in order. So the critical question is that we got to ask ourselves is, what is God's assessment of me? God is not assessing us, watch this, by how many miracles we do, by how many church services we attend, by how many prayer conferences we go to. But God is saying, I'm going to assess you by the level of order in your life. So the question I got to ask myself is, what is God's assessment of me? And notice what our, our foundational text says, that the steps of a good man, somebody say good. 
are ordered. And this word good, hear this, is likened to the word good that we find in Genesis chapter 1. What God calls his creation good. And one Hebrew translation of the word good means agreeable or in agreement with the perfect design of God. So somebody may be saying, why is this significant? Because Genesis 1 reveals that everything created by God, watch this, was created by order and created for order. So if God created us, he's saying that I created you by order. And if I created you by order, watch this, you were also created for order. So anytime I operate in a place of disorder, I operate outside the design of God for my life. Oh, I hope y'all hearing me. In other words, that means order is the purpose of God. So the first thing I need us to know is that order is the purpose of God. It's the purpose of God. We were created by order and for order. I believe my mic might be going dead. Uh, Pastor Cole, could you help me out? So hear this, without order in our lives, we're outside the will of God for our lives. Did y'all hear that? Whenever we operate in disorder, what God is really saying is that we're operating outside his will for our lives. Y'all got to stay focused. He's just getting the mic together, y'all. All right, because I need us to hear this. Every time I operate in disorder, wherever we see disorder in our life, God says you're outside my will for your life. Tell your neighbor, get your house in order. We've got to get our house in order. So hear this, without order in our lives, we're outside the will of God. And Romans 8, 28 confirms our purpose for order. Notice what the Bible says. I believe it's on our screen. For we know that all things, somebody say all things, work together for good to those who love God. Y'all can hear me? To those who are called according to his purpose. This means we cannot be in agreement with the perfect design of God for our lives, void of abiding in order. I need y'all to hear me and hear me good. God has a design for our lives and many of us want to operate in his perfect will. Well, I know that all that God has spoken over my life, I'm going to be in a place to receive it. But the only way you will be in a place to receive that all God has for your life is if you abide in order. Y'all stand with me? So I don't care about the prophecy. I don't care who spoke into your life. I don't care if you feel like you got the business plan in order. If you do not watch this, have a level of order, it will not, it will not fulfill, be fulfilled in your life. Tell your neighbor, I got to set my house in order. I got to set my house in order. So I said this, it don't, it, notice this. In other words, you're not walking in purpose until you walk in order. You are, not, I, I, some folk love to say, I'm walking in my calling. I'm walking in my purpose. I'm walking in all that God has called me to be. I don't care if you're the CEO. I don't care if you're the archbishop. But if you have no level of order, you are not operating in the purpose of God for your life. Despite what you believe, your purpose in God does not begin with prayer. Did y'all hear what I just said? It does not begin with prayer. Somebody, somebody said it don't begin with prayer. It don't begin with prophecy. And it doesn't even begin with the plans you have for your life. Somebody say it begins with order. I made mention of this in my introduction, but it bears repeating again. This is why Paul declared in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 40. The Bible says, let all things, all things be done decently and in order. Because watch this, order is the birthing place of purpose. Order is the birthing place of purpose. So I need us to understand, listen, you coming to your job late, is somebody say that's disorder. 
And many of us want God to take us off our job so that we can be entrepreneurs and you have not begun to walk into your purpose because you're still walking in disorder. Many of us want God to do all of this in our lives. Oh, God, just give me the man. Give me the husband. And your behind don't even know how to take out your own trash. Somebody say that disorder. And we'll never begin to walk in the purpose that God has called for our lives until we begin to line our lives up. Watch this with order. We've got to line it up with order. See, y'all think y'all wanted something real deep. It ain't that deep, y'all. You want to walk in purpose. You got to walk in order. In other words, what Paul is saying, whatever God declares in our lives is done by way of order. That means whatever God has declared over your life that you want done in your life begins by establishing order. When I know God had called me to be a pastor, watch this, I had begun operating in order way before the calling. I've got to start preparing now for what I want God to do. Watch this later. I can't tell, watch this, I know I want God to do, I want us to get a bigger building, I want God to do this and that, I want us to have an early childhood learning center, but watch this, if I can't even get the people of God in a place of order, you think God gonna give me that? Somebody say no. No. So I've got to get get our house in order, get our house in order. Uh, So that means, watch this, if you want to be somebody's spouse, establish order. Yeah, I I know y'all ain't like that. If you want to be God's servant, establish order. You can't even, you, you don't, you, you say I want to be a, a, a servant of God, I want to be a minister, and you write in the sermon the day before. Somebody say that's disorder. God ain't going to open up no doors for disorder. And hear this, you say you want to be a sower for God's kingdom. God, give me this abundance. God, give me this and give me that. But you don't even know how to handle your two dollars. You've got to establish order. Because watch this, you will never be the spouse, the servant, or the sower that God wants you to be void of order. It will never be done, watch this, until it's done with order. And this is why order must be our desire. Because order is both the purpose of God for our lives and order, watch this, helps manifest the purpose of God for our lives. God, God has created us to be people of order. The first thing, before I do anything for God, Before I say I want to be all this that people have called me to be, I've got to establish order. Somebody say that's the birthing place. So if I want God to do something, I've got to do it by way of, somebody say this again, order. So the first thing I needed us to know, the reason why we should desire order in our lives, because order is the purpose of God. Now let's look at the second portion of the text. The Bible says, by the Lord. Watch this. To be governed by the order of God it requires the grace of God. Whenever I want to be governed by God's order, it requires his grace. And for those that don't understand what his grace is, order is both the will of God and the work of God. So that means whenever we say grace is not of my own merit, it's not of my own energy, it's not of my own efforts, but it's the will and the work of God. Somebody say God has to do it. And this is why our foundational text says that a good man's steps are ordered, watch this, by the Lord. Order is not directed by a class. I know you done took that class by that famous pastor, but that's not order. I know, I know you thought that order was established by counsel. All is not by counsel. And it's not even by your creativity. Order is established by our creator. Somebody say the Lord. 
So here's the second thing I need us to understand. The reason why we should desire order is because order is by the providence of God. The providence of God. Somebody say that word, providence. providence. This means order is the providence of God. And some may not feel this way, but that's good news to me. Because when order is left to our own hands, watch this, we end up hurting ourselves more than helping ourselves. And hear this, I'm going to give you scripture. It should be on our screen. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21. Notice what the text says. There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel will stand. That means divine order is order that is directed by God. Whenever I'm trying to establish order, I have to get the direction of God. Somebody say, I got to get his direction. If you think you do, you're going to look at somebody else and how they set their house in order, if you think you're going to glean wisdom from what somebody said concerning, watch this, you are a unique creation by God. And if I'm a unique creation by God, there's some unique directions for my life. So God is saying, I know you can go to this one. I know you can pull wisdom from this one, but I've got some unique directions for your life. So my order in my life is providential because watch this. The way that Ron get, get a husband is not going to be the same way that Serena did. So she's got to listen for, watch this, somebody say directions. So, so God is saying, I've got some directions. I've got to do this work. Order that is established, order that is effective, and order, watch this, that is everlasting is order that is providential. That means directed by the Lord. And herein lies one of the reasons why many believers that attempt to establish order in their lives, in the church, and in their homes, fail to have order that lasts. You want to know why? Because that was order that was never directed by God. Many people do stuff in the church because they think, oh, this is good. I, I'm just, I, I know God like this, and it's how God wants me to do it. And God never told them to do it that way. Many of us try to rear our children because this is the way big mama did it, our grandma did it. And God says, I've got some unique directions for your, your own kids that I created. And many, and many wonder why, why is this order that I'm trying to establish in my life, in my home, in my areas of ministry not lasting because that order was never providential. Somebody say, it was me. Woo. Somebody say, get me out the way. I've got to get me out the way. So watch this. You, it, um, you have no order in your life if God did not direct the order. This is why Psalm 121 declares this. I believe it's on our screen. Unless the Lord builds the house. Somebody say the Lord. The Lord. The, they labor in vain who build it. So I don't care how good the plans look. I don't care how good you think it's starting off. If God did not build this thing, it will be built. Watch this in vain. I've got to get. See, this is why it's dangerous to go to all these different conferences. This is why it's dangerous when people say, I'm single, and I'm re I, but I'm, I'm righteous, I'm single, you know, single saved and all sanctified and all of that, but I'm setting myself up for a man. You got to be careful with that, okay? Because I want to make sure that it's not man that's building the order for my life, but it's God. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that because the Bible says that safety, there's safety in a multitude of counselors. But I told my wife, there's safety in a multitude of counselors, but that counsel is not sovereign. So that means even though there may be safety in the counsel of my pastor, I've got to listen for God for the final say. And many of us make people out of little G gods. 
And God says, I've got the final say on how you need to establish this. Oh, see, you, you won't hear a lot of pastors say that. Now, I need to know before you, you get married, I need to co-sign and sign off on that. And it's good to get counsel. Somebody says it's good to get counsel. But Pastor Keith's voice is not sovereign. Woo, somebody, y'all need to say that. Pastor Keith's voice is not sovereign. Because we need to get that in our own spirit. This means we should never proceed with God's purpose for our lives. Watch this, void of his plans for that purpose. Direction. That means don't market the business without God's direction for order. Don't plant the ministry without God's direction for order. Watch this, don't even jump into the marriage without God's direction for order. Because void of that direction, it will always be in vain. And many times, watch this, we see people do a thing and it looked good and it looked like God was in it and we wonder why it failed. Many times it's not sin, but as many times it's because they did not listen to the sovereign voice for their lives. Somebody say it's not sin. Because there was no level of direction for God concerning it, God says it will not stand. You'll build it, watch this, in vain. Oh, that's a sad tragedy, y'all. I hope we, I hope this making us want to set some stuff in order. Why is this critical? Because God's creation requires God's counsel. I said that. Despite what you believe, God created the ministry, not you. God created the marriage and not you. That means we need God's direction for what order God requires for his creation. Did y'all hear what I just said? If, if I know I didn't create it, but God may have planted it in my spirit, I've got to listen for his direction because it's not my creation. Somebody say, it's his. It's his. So I've, we've got to listen. And this is why I said when I talked about order, and I'm going to get more in-depth into this level of direction in, in the, later on in this series, but I needed us to understand that is providential. All right? It's up to God. And this is why some marriages and ministries are dysfunctional because they've been ordered by man and not by God. Void of the providence of God. So here's what I want us to know, and I'm going to be out your way. I said that, that, that we need to understand that order is the purpose of God. Somebody say the purpose of God. And order requires, watch this, the providence of God. Somebody say the providence of God. Now let's look at the latter portion of our text. The Bible says this, and he delights in his way. Your posture in, in order determines if the Lord is pleased. If I want God to be pleased with my life, it's going to be determined by my posture in order. This is why our foundational text says, one whose life is ordered, the Lord delights in his way. The Lord takes pleasure in those that walk in order. So watch this. Therefore, if we want the Lord to be pleased with our lives, we need to find our lives in order. So here's the last point I want us to understand. Order is pleasing to God. Many of us, watch this, y'all ain't going to like this. God is not pleased with our lives because we are not walking in order. Many of us think we're doing the works of God. Many of us think we're walking in the will of God and God is yet not pleased with our lives because there's areas in our lives that do not have order. I'm going to say something and I'm, I know this may seem that y'all may think Pastor Keith is crazy, but there's some areas concerning the church that God is not pleased with. Somebody say this church. And, and watch this. It's not that he's, he's displeased at the people. Somebody say he's displeased at me. 
because there's some areas at the way church that are not in order. And somebody might be saying, Pastor Keith, we be doing all of this. We be helping the community. We be, lives are getting saved. People be getting baptized. What do you mean we survived through a pandemic? Watch this, because there's some areas at the church that are not in order. And I'm not a fool to not know that God is not pleased with disorder. And one of the reasons why we're doing this series is because I want God to be, watch this, pleased with us. So if we want God to be pleased with our lives, we've got to examine every area of our life that is not in order and set our houses, watch this, in order. All right, so I'm not just doing this for me. I'm doing this, somebody said, Pastor Keith, doing this for us. Because I want to make sure that every area of your life God can look at Olu and say, this is my daughter in whom I'm well pleased. That, that he can look at Brandon and say, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Because I'm trying, watch this. God ain't even concerned about perfection. He's concerned about the pursuit. So God doesn't need us to be perfect in every area. Because some of y'all maybe say, Pastor Keith, that is too much to be perfect in every area. No, God is saying, can I see you in pursuit of trying to get this in order? Because a lot of folk, watch this, a lot of folk like dysfunction. They love dysfunction and disorder. You know why? Because dysfunction give me attention. Uh, people going to call me when I'm operating in dysfunction. I get pity tears. I get pity calls in the place of dysfunction. But I don't care if I get the attention of man. I want God to be pleased with me. And we've got we've to get our priorities in order. What do you want more? For you to get that little call and that cake, or do you want God to be pleased with you? So somebody say, get your house in order. We got to get our house in order. Because order is pleasing to God. Watch this. Y'all ain't going to like this. You can know the word of God. You can do the wonders of God. You can even discern the will of God. But if you have no order, God is not pleased. So the critical question is, do you want God to be pleased with your life? And watch what, watch what Paul declares. I believe it's on our screen. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18. The Bible says, but now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. <sighs> I need us to understand what Paul is saying. Paul is saying that God has set each of us in order. And when we remain in order, God is pleased. That means God, God has a design, a direction for our lives. So whenever we operate outside of that, God is not pleased. The Bible says, I've, I've preordained this, that you would operate in this manner. And as soon as we, op see, this is why folk, and, I, and listen, I'm not, I love everybody. Tell your neighbor, Pastor Keith, love everybody. But God has set a, a, a level of order for marriage. And people want to redefine what that looks like. And then people get mad when you say, this is not God's plan for marriage. But somebody say God has an order. See, this is why folk don't like, no, you don't know I need to test it before I make this thing permanent. Y'all know folk like that, so we're going to live together. We're going to see how it feels. But somebody say you're operating in disorder. And see, the pastor never told us this in the old church. They would just rebuke us because they would say you were shacking up. But we had no clue what they meant. It really what it, they were trying to say. They did not understand the theological um, 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 implications around it. But really what we would do, we're operating, somebody say, in disorder. We've got to operate. Yeah, out of order. You've got mamas treating sons like they husbands. Somebody say, out of order. 
and you wonder why that baby can't get no job, can't keep no job, can't pay no bills because you've been operating in disorder. I don't care what that prophet prophesied over that boy. You still treating that boy like your husband. All that he prophesied will not come to pass. Somebody say, get your house in order. Watch this. That means we've got too many believers. Your unwillingness to live a life of order, watch this, simply reveals your unwillingness to please God. Your unwillingness to operate in order simply reveals your unwillingness to please God. Folk that operate in a whole bunch of disorder, I stay far, far away from them. Because really what they're saying, I don't care about pleasing God. I'm going to live my life any kind of way. I'm going to live it how I want to live it. And many of us don't see that as reckless. But somebody say, that's reckless. And I never want to get caught up hanging with the wrong folk. You need to at least be in pursuit of order. That means we've got too many believers concerned more about pleasing themselves, living any kind of way rather than pleasing God. And if we can be honest, we still got many believers. Somebody say many believers that still want to and like living any kind of way. Watch this. I need us to grow up another level. Tell your neighbor, grow up. up. Because here's what a lot of folk do. When the pastor comes and rebukes you concerning a matter, you think the pastor pick it on you. All I'm trying to get God to do is be pleased with you. Many of us lose it because Pastor Cole, Minister Chantel, my wife come and say, girl, you need to get that stuff in order. And we're like, no, they, they just trying to tell me what to do. They just trying to show that they got a little title. No, daughter, I'm trying to make sure that God is pleased with you. We've got to grow up. Somebody say grow up. Lord, we've got to grow up. Folk don't, this, we got a church that nobody can't say nothing no more. You can't rebuke nobody. You can't sit nobody down. You sit somebody down, they say, I'm leaving the church. We rebuke somebody, I'm done with church folk. Then we, we do any, we say anything, watch this, contrary to your raggedy life. They say, this is why I don't do pastors. And really, this is why we've got to discern the heart of the one bringing the news. Nathan had to go, somebody say, to the king. Nathan had to go to the one that God says, this is a man after my own heart. And he had to rebuke him. Think about it. You got to go to the king and rebuke the king. Your head could be cut off. This is the same one. And I, this is the same one that set up someone's husband to be killed. So God, you're telling me that I've got to go to this one. Nathan went to that one. And David said, I thought when he gave him the story, David thought he was talking about somebody else. No, Nathan said, you are that man. And this is when David found himself, watch this, in a place of repentance. Y'all need to stop trying to be so right and get into a posture of repentance. Oh, listen, I, I know I'm the pastor, but you know how many times Pastor Cole had to rebuke me? Somebody say, I can't even count. You know how many times Minister Chantel had to rebuke me? Somebody say, I can't even account. I done told um, um, Deacon and Cindy that, she's, that God said she's my Nathan. She can rebuke me. I, we've got to all be in a posture and a place where somebody can call out in our life, boy, you operating in disorder. 
And it's not because we want to show off that we've got some level of discernment from God. We're just trying to make sure that God is pleased with your life. See, I don't know about nobody else's church, but somebody say, this church, this church is concerned about God being pleased with my life. Somebody say it. Say it to yourself. Yeah, I'm con- with, this church is concerned about God being pleased with your life. And watch this. A life with no order. People love living that kind of way. Because if we are called to the people of God, then watch this. If I'm going to be called the the people of God, a daughter of God, a child of God, then watch this. Then I should desire that God be pleased with my life. Live a life of order. And I believe this is on our screen. Look at this text. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9. Therefore, watch what the Bible says. We make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. Every day that we wake up, that should be our aim. Not to please the pastor. You know you got folk around here trying to please the pastor. You got folk trying to be in the inner circle and please the inner circle so I can get closer to the apostle. I don't come to church. I don't even pastor to please y'all. I pastor, watch this, to please him. So our aim should be, the reason why I can get, I, I can be stressed out on my job and I get up and I study and I prepare a word. It's not because I'm trying to just give y'all a word that y'all can shout over, but I'm trying to please him. All right, that I push through my level of weariness so that I might please him. I desire should be likewise. That when I pursue while I live this life, that I'm trying to please him. So that's why my desire should be to get my life in order. Because wherever there's disorder, somebody say, I displease him. Oh, that's a dangerous place to be, y'all. That's a dangerous place to be. I, I'm going to say this just because she's sitting here. I, I spoke with Miss Alvera and, and after she got her last diagnosis, and she said, I know there's an area in my life that I've got to get in order. She said, I know God has done miracles in my life, but this one is on me. And I expect, I, re, I appreciate your level of maturity. And watch this. Just because that was uttered out of her mouth, God is pleased. I want you to know that God is pleased. We expect God to move because God is pleased with that. We've got to make sure that when I realize it's not the devil, but it's me, that I say, oh, no, this, this thing out of order. I got to set this thing in order. Listen, I've been, I've been happy with what God is doing in our church. I've been grateful for what God is doing in our church. But I know I've been lackadaisical about establishing order. That's why Serena say we just do it. In, we, we operate in a kind of way here. I'm not saying that we operate in sin, but there has to be somebody say some more order. Yeah, we've got to set some more order. So if you're not aiming to live a life of order, then we're not aiming to please him. Therefore, we must make every effort to examine every area of our lives. And where there is no order, we must aim to establish order. Because although we may not like this, if there is no order in your health life, God is not pleased. I'm, I'm working on that. Say, Pastor Keith working on that. I know I got kids. I know I got a busy job. I know I got a lot of things in, in place. But there's some areas where I know I need to get my health life in order. And I know God is not pleased with me. Because he's not going to give me no mega church. He's not going to give me all these people. He's not even going to give us all these funds if the pastor is a sickly man that can't even walk in the church without getting out of breath. You got folk like that and say, I want God to do all of this. Your life is out of order. Y'all don't like that. We've got to get our health life in order. Watch this. If there's no order in your home, 
God is not pleased. This is why the Bible says that we got that that a bishop should be blameless. That is that his children should listen to him. You got bishops with titles and their children. Watch this, it's raggedy. Operating in all kind of sin, being disobedient. They can't even keep their own kids in order. And they want to keep the children of God in order. God is not pleased. I know y'all don't like this this morning. Watch this. If there is no order with whom you hang around, God is not pleased. What do I mean? No boundaries. Anybody can come in and out your house. Anybody can be in and out your space. Anybody can come to you in any kind of area of your life. There should be some level of order even with the folk that are in and of my life. I know they're your mama, but some places mama can't go. I'm telling you, you got folk that they mama is still in places of intimacy in their marriage. And watch this, the Bible said that the bedroom is undefined. It's a place between the husband and the wife. We've got people that got mamas operating in their, in their relationships and they're out of order. And you just think, mama love me, mama want the best for me, but mama is not allowed in every area of your life. I'm trying to help y'all get our houses in order. Watch this, how do I know? Because God is concerned about the whole man, not just your spirit man. Did y'all hear what I just said? That should be a note right there. Put that in the comment box. I done lost my crowd on, online. Listen, God is not concerned just with your spirit, man. He's concerned with the whole man. He's concerned with the whole man. How do I know? I believe it's on our screen. Is it on there? Third John 2. Watch what it, the Bible says. It, so if there's order, watch this. Even if there's order there and disorder somewhere else in your life, God is not pleased. God don't care how well I can preach. God don't care how well I prepare a sermon. God don't care how well I can pray if there's some er other area in my life that it does not have order. Y'all hear what I'm saying? So how do I know? Because the Bible says this in 3 John 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper. Somebody say, in all things. And be in health just as your soul prospers. Many folk like to use this for for wealth and all of that. Know what God is really saying. I need all your life to be in. Watch this. Somebody say, order. God wants all of our lives in order. Therefore, our prayer must be like the old saints. Whatever is in me that is not pleasing in thy sight, hear this, I want to add this caveat. God established order there. That's got to be our prayer, y'all, over this series. I need y'all to be praying intentionally. God, begin to reveal things that are not in order in my life. Because hear this, the devil is cunning, he's crafty, but he's not creative. Did y'all hear what I just said? So what, what I'm trying to say is that the enemy will always mask stuff to look like God when it's not God. So many of us are operating in levels of dysfunction that we do not know. And because we did it from, ooh, Pastor Cole, you said something so good. He said it's not generational curses, it's generational thinking. So many of us were raised in homes. And because we thought this is how I was raised, that it was right. But just because you were raised that way does not mean it was right. And this is why I said that order is providential because you thought order was established by your mom, by your grandma. And there was lines of disorder and it wasn't generational curses because Jesus has already br broke the curse. It's generational thinking. Thank you, Pastor Cole. Many of us, and this is why we got to pray to God, God, where is this, this disorder? 
Y'all know how some folks said this was your uncle, but it was really your daddy. It's families like that. And they operate in dysfunction. Don't, don't you run around telling nobody none of your business that that goes on in this house. Somebody say that was dysfunction, disorder. So we've got to ask God, God, what areas in my life are operating in disorder? Because I know, God, you're not pleased. And hear this. God holds us accountable for what we know. So that means somebody say, I'm no longer ignorant. See, some of y'all wanted to stay in dysfunction because you said, I ain't got to do that because I did not know. No, Pastor Keith is telling you to pray and start operating. Because why? Because some things that I'm holding up in my own life because there's disorder. Help us today, Lord. Order must be the desire of every believer because order is the desire of God. We serve a God of order, y'all. And it established, he, watch this, he established creation by way of order. We see that in Genesis. And it's fulfilled by order in Revelation. God created all things by order and he completed his redemptive work, watch this, by order. How do I know? He created it by order. The Bible says on this day he created this, on this day he created that. And then the Bible says he prophesies about Jesus who would redeem mankind. This was all a thing, somebody say, of order. Everything that God speaks is by way of order. This is why God is not going to fulfill anything that's in the Bible without watch this order being made manifest along the way. Somebody say he's a God of order. So I've got to make sure if I serve a God of order, then I've got to be a child of order. Oh, even more, we must desire order because order is the purpose of God. Order is the providence of God. And order is pleasing to God. But I want us to see something before I take my seat. I need us to look at verse number 24. I believe it's on our screen of Psalm 37. It reveals another reason why we should desire order in our lives. Watch what the Bible says. Though he fall, he shall not utterly be cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. In other words, those who walk in order are preserved by God. The Bible says, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. That's good news, y'all. That means, watch this, despite the attack, if there's order, God will preserve you. Despite the affliction, where there is order, watch this, Miss Alvera, God will preserve you. Despite the adversary, where there is order, God will preserve you. Watch this, God is obligated to preserve the one who lives a life of order. He will uphold you. There's no, there, there, there's no clause to that. There's no any other thing to that. The Bible says, somebody say, he will. And the reason why many of the things in our life have not been preserved is because they were out of order. Watch this. I, 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 don't, I don't need y'all to take this any kind of way. Somebody inbox me, text me, call me if you feel like I'm saying this in, in the wrong way. One of the reasons why there's marriages that fail is because there was a lack of order. It may have not been both parties, but somebody was operating in disorder. When the man steps out on the wife, somebody say that's disorder. When the man, the man is abusive to the wife, somebody say, that's disorder. When the woman tries to use authority over the man, somebody say, that's disorder. I'm going to tell you this, and you got to hear it and hear me good. Whatever God does not preserve, that's a sign that there was a level of disorder. So if I want something to be preserved in my life, if I want the church to be preserved, I've got to get it in order. If I want my relationship with my wife to be preserved, I got to make sure there's levels of order. Even with my job, if y'all, if y'all behind want to keep the job, 
Somebody say, I've got to operate in order. And the reason you think folk picking on you, you think folk talking about you, you think folk trying to push you out. No, maybe it's because you're not operating in order. And I'm not always saying that it's our fault. Okay, because sometimes there's multiple parties involved. And this is why I say it's critical who you hang around. All right, because if you're going to be connected with me, we've got to be all in pursuit of order. Somebody say we got to be in pursuit of order. We've got to pray for some spouses, y'all. Some spouses that are operating differently than their spouse because that, that marriage is out of order. We've got to pray for some friendships, y'all, because we got folk that we share stuff to and one person is operating in disorder. We've got to get our houses in order. Talk, somebody say this with me, set your house in order. As believers, if we want the Lord to preserve us, order must be our desire. Hear this. I, I, I know I teach a, a new sermon series ever so often, but I feel like this one is critical. All right, there's some stuff. Here's the kind of pastor I am. The stuff that God has spoken over Rick life, I want it so bad like it's mine. The stuff, I, and I've told Sam this, the stuff that God has spoken over his life, I want it so bad like it's mine. I don't want me to see the promises of God fulfilled over my life and not my sister. I'm preaching this sermon so that we all might find God pleased with our life. And that everything that the Lord has spoken over me, and watch this, you can negate some promises over your life. How do I know? The Bible told, says that God told Saul, I would have extended your kingdom forever. But because he operated, watch this, in disorder, God snatched away the promise. We love to say the promises of God are yes and amen. But your behind can't deny those promises. You better ask all. Somebody say ask all. So as we go through this series, I need y'all to pray, y'all. Pray concerning yourselves. God, wherever there's disorder, God, find it. And God, by your providence, God calls me to establish order in my life. Come on, stand to our feet. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We honor you and bless you. God, I pray, God, that, no, that everyone in this house knows. Uh, God, I, I want to be a little selfish in this moment. That as their pastor, I want it for them, God, just as bad as I want it for myself. God, no one is exempt, God. These musicians, God, I pray over Sam and I pray over Brandon. Everything you've spoken over their life, God, I want it as bad for them, God, as I want it for myself. God, no one is exempt. I don't care if they don't have a title. I don't care, God, if they're a visitor. If they're in this house, God, I want it as bad for them as I want it for myself. God, we want the promises of God, the purpose of our lives to be fulfilled. God, we won't, don't want to get the glory. And you have to say, you know what? I wanted to give you that. You know what? I wanted to manifest that. You know what? I was just about to bless you with that but I saw some level of disorder in your life. God, let that not be our testimony. God, let us be a people, God, in pursuit of order. God, I thank you, God, for Miss Ivera. That same anointing, God, that has rested upon her, that gave her revelation. God, I pray, God, you do likewise in your people. Open up our eyes, God. Open up our spiritual eyes. Open up blinded eyes. God, that we might see where disorder is evident. God, many of us, God, have been operating as Pastor Cole said, in generational thinking. 
Help us, God. We rebuke it now in the name of Jesus. And God, we pray, God, that we would establish order. God, we'll desire it, God, from today. I know, God, there's many believers, God, that desire to live any kind of way more than pleasing you. But not so with us, God. This is a people that wants you to look down upon us and say that you are well pleased. So, God, we thank you, God, that order is your purpose. Order, God, is by your providence. And, God, we thank you, God, that, that watch this, the good news is, God, that we can be preserved by order. God, there's some things of our life, God, that need to be preserved. We can't afford to lose a job. We can't afford to lose a ministry. We can't afford to lose a marriage. We can't afford to lose a relationship. So, God, let us set our houses in order. And, God, this is our prayer. This is our declaration. We thank you. We love you. And, God, as we seal this thing, let the people of God say, I will set my house in order. Say it again. I will set my house in order. Give God a hand clap of praise. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. There's somebody that's watching who says my life is all out of order. I run it. I do it. I direct my own self. I've been doing it my, old, my whole life. I, I, I've heard about God, but I don't care to live for God. That's what you've been saying. But this morning you realize that there's some things that only a life of order will give unto me. You've been chasing so much stuff, but you realize this morning that you need to set your house in order. The first thing you can do is give your life to Christ, if that's you. And you say, I want to give my life to Christ. I want my life to be in order. Watch what I said earlier this morning. Purpose is birth at the place of order. God is going to birth purpose in your life, but you got to give your life to him. And if that's you, just say, I want to give my life to Christ this morning. I want to give my life. And here's what you got to do. The Bible says if you can confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you can be saved. What are you confessing? You've already confessed it, that you've been running your own life, but you're a sinner in need of a savior. If you can say that this morning, you're in a good place to be saved. And not only that, the Bible says, and this is our foundational text for our church, John 14, 6 says that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. What I'm saying is that there's only one savior, and that savior is Jesus Christ. And not only this, I said that order is providential. I've got to have the directions of God. If I don't let God direct my life, then your life is out of order. You're saying I'm going to not only give my life to Christ, but I'm going to allow him to lord over my life. If that's you and you've made that commitment this morning, the Bible says you're saved. Let us pray. Let us bow our heads. Father, we thank you. God, we thank you, God, for the one that has given their life to Christ. Thank you, God, that your, your word declares when one comes, heaven rejoices. We rejoice with heaven now, God, for their life is now secure. Thank you, God, that purpose has now been birthed in their life. We love you. We adore you, God. Now connect them, God, with a church family. Connect them, God, with a fellowship of believers that can help um, encourage them, give them counsel, and guide them along this journey. For God, we're not called to do this journey of salvation alone. But God, we need a body. You've called us. You set us, God, as you please into the body. And for that, God, we say thank you. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. If you've given your life to Christ this morning, send us a message by way of Facebook. If not, send us an email to churchoffice at waytampabay.org. We'll connect with you. We'll make sure that your salvation is sure. The Bible says that we should make sure that our calling and election is sure. We want to make sure that it's sure in your life. 
So email us, message us on Facebook, and we'll be connected with you. Somebody else may be saying, I need to be a member of this church. I feel that this is the first time I've heard a word like this. I haven't even seen the saints of God, but I need to be connected with a church like that. If that's you, I want you to send us a message to Facebook as well. Send us an email to churchoffice at waytampabay.org. Somebody from our new members team will connect with you and tell you how you can be a part of this flock. There may be somebody here this morning who says, I want to be a member. I want to be connected. I think we're all family here. If you do, you can just slip up your hand. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Did y'all get somebody to the lesson this morning?